This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of dim lighting, it's a new year 2024. Mm. But not really for us because we're recording this in 2023. A little peek behind the curtain. Right before we take our break, so this thing can come out fresh at the top of the year. So happy New Year to you! But we are Ear Biscuiteer. in a mood to talk about the year ahead. Yes, we are. Um, I have some things that I just I, I want to put out there. I, I guess a resolution. Oh, really? Yep. I have some deep fears and hopes. Oh gosh. Okay. That I'm looking forward to sharing All with right. you. But at first, I, I wanted to say thank you, Link. Good to say it. For I mean, what? Technically, technically, it was, this was all me, but you played a significant <laughs> role in it, so I'm just gonna say thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I left my phone in your vehicle the other night. Uh, oh, I, this is good, because this is what I wanna talk yeah, about too. Yeah, we, uh, we, we spent some time together at the, uh, the Wonka premiere. <laughs> Wonka. I was dressed like it's a, a movie. I was dressed like a fool. It's a prequel. I mean, I didn't know anything about it, and here I am, like, say, hey, this is a, this is a prequel, isn't it? This is going to be a prequel. It was. Well, let me just say, I learned something. You know, uh, I took what you might call a fashion risk, and I learned that all you have to do is dress like a piece of furniture to get lots of compliments, and it just feels, mm-hmm. it feels cheap. I'm just going to say, it feels cheap. It feels like. This is what it takes, like literally to take something that should be curtains or a couch upholstery and just wear it loosely on your body as it's a great. suit. It's and fun. then, I, but the number of people who stopped me to compliment me, I began to feel stupid because I was like, you do realize that this is just fabric put into the shape of a man that I am inside right now. I, yeah, but uh, no one else is wearing that. Right. I guess that's what it is. Anyway, um, my phone, the case disintegrated and fell off of my phone. <laughs> and so I'm going raw dog on my phone, have been for a number of days here. No no case, no cover. Don't put cover. it that way. And uh, these phones were not made to be inside your pockets without cases because they slide all over the place. Yes, yeah, I sat down at the movie premiere, it fell right on the floor. Immediately, I, didn't reali- I did realize it. But when I was sitting in your car, it fell out again. You left me a little deposit. When I, I got home after yeah. dropping you off, I looked over there and there was a nice little phone turd you'd left in your seat. And I realized it, not immediately, I realized it several minutes into being at home. And I was Surprising. Like, oh crap, I think I left my phone in Link's car. Call, uh, call it. My wife called it, I didn't hear it. And I was like, oh, it's probably still in the car. And then she called you and you had already taken it inside. Well, I tried to answer your phone. 
Oh, you did? You don't know how to answer my phone? I couldn't do it. Too old? It was too slick. Um, <laughs> but I had a decision to make. Now, you don't live too far from me. A hop, sk skip, and a jump, as they might say. I could be at your house in how many seconds if I wanted to? 20, uh, two, 200 seconds? Yeah, uh, I'd no, say 180 no. seconds. 180 seconds? Yeah. And I thought when Jesse called, I was like, she said, well, he might just get it in the morning. I was like, good, because I was just going to tell you I was leaving it out in front of the in, sprinklers on the stoop. I was going to leave it on the stoop. No need for you to like come in for us to have another exchange. We had, been, we had seen each other. You know. But I made a decision. How was, what'd you think of that Wonka? You want to talk about that some more? I made a decision to not retrieve my phone. I was glad. Now, I immediately started mapping out the rest of my evening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there was quite a lot of evening left. We got home at like 7 o'clock. Right. And a, and a lot of morning and yeah. a whole night of sleep ahead of me with no phone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, this complicates things. I can't just be on my phone all night. <laughs> Um, yeah, what what on earth are you gonna do? I'm not gonna be able to like. Oh, what about my alarm? I was like, I, I, I'm telling Jesse as we're going to bed. I'm like, uh, can you set an can you set an alarm for six fifteen because I, I'm getting up at six fifteen tomorrow? And she's like, okay, yeah. And and then I'm like, oh, and I I got my workout plan and I I hook my my heart monitor up to my you know, Bluetooth to my phone and I'm not gonna I'm well, not I, gonna track it. Does it count if you can't track oh, your? I'm, I feel so lost. Exercise. But I kind of feel that way. If I can't track my exercise it doesn't as count. data, it doesn't feel like it counts. Right. But I want to say thank you for having a car have to have a phone left in because spending an evening and a morning without the phone. Yes. Uh, and specifically pooping twice without the phone has really opened things up for me. That's a gross way to now, put it. For those of you who watched the GMM Marathon, you may have heard me talk about this. Well, you're stealing my thunder. This is my thing. Oh, really? Yeah, this is my thing. Pooping? Yeah, no, I said... Pooping's your thing? My New Year's resolution... I thought pouring milk was your thing. It, it is. My New Year's resolution oh. that I told you was I am not using my phone while on the toilet. Mm. I am... I'm not going to do it. I made that decision, and I told you that. And then you were like, well, yeah, you know, you had my phone. and Oh, okay. So here it is. But it happened to me. This is my idea. Well, no, I did it before it was your idea as a natural but consequence it, of not having a phone. Was it your resolution? Did you did you resolve to not well, poop with your phone Maybe anymore? you can listen to some firsthand data from a guy who's pooped twice without a phone in the past week. We can both have the same resolution. Well, I'm not saying it's my resolution. I'm just saying I'm just I've saying, done it. It seems like you did it, but it was my idea. Well, I, uh, well, that's fine. It wasn't my idea. I was forced into it. So you're doing my resolution. Yeah, so I'm going out. I'm a, I'm a, a resolution scout. Does that mean I don't have to do it? No, that's not how it works. I'm saying, it's like somebody saying, I want to lose 10 okay. pounds this year. And I'm like, well, I just did. Ask me all the questions you need. Okay, all right. So I pooped twice. So let me tell you what I'm thinking, and then I'm going to ask you some questions to see how it was. Okay. It seems like it was positive because you've been thanking me nonstop. Yeah. When I true. would like to thank you for that. Okay. Thank you for thanking me. Ask away. I'm a pro. I just don't need to be sitting on the toilet longer. Well, that's not it's a question. Not, that's a st statement. It, I, but I agree with it. I don't. It's just not. It's not good. It's not for, good for the roids. It's not good for my anatomy. Right. 
I'll put it. I'll put it that way. You really should be on. You should be on. It should be out, and you should be up. That's the process, and that's how it should work. And it's it's just an instinct. It's like, oh, I'm I'm <laughs> not a pun. I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, well, at least I can be on my phone. And then it it more than doubles. I mean, on average, the amount of time, and my body just can't take it. My body can't take it. Well, that's fair. Can I tell you the main? And also the fact that there's other stuff that I need that I could be doing well, that don't that don't. That aren't on the toilet. Well, see that that that's a thing. This is the thing that I was thinking the entire time that I was pooping without a phone, and I was like, "Wow, this is what it used to be. This is what it was for so many years. It was just right. me, a man, on a toilet, pooping, and that was enough for me. It was enough that I wasn't." just hanging on to a tree out in the woods and having to bury it like an animal. You know what I'm saying? Like all of our ancestors. It was a, I was a modern man sitting on a porcelain throne, relieving myself directly into the city's pipes. I mean, I was already at the peak of my existence as a, a person. A civic hole. Right. And then along came the smartphone and screwed it up for me and everyone else. Because yeah. now I'm like, well, I'm sitting here. Here's an opportunity for me to look into this window of doom yeah that is my phone to to try to keep up with what's going on you know what's going on i'm defecating that's the only thing that needs to be going on right now and you need to be enjoying it yeah and you need to be focused on it yeah there's a lot you can learn from it right uh you need to be not you don't need to be examining your phone you need to be examining your poop to see what the consistency is to draw conclusions about yourself and then you need to get up and get on with your life now, yeah, so I did that twice. I agree. When am I going to work? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like that's where I do most of my best work. And I don't work on Ke catching up on no, I don't do messages. That. I don't do that. It's all leisure for me. It's all leisure for me. Sometimes I don't do any work. I'm just being entertained. But I do have this intention. When I walk in my bathroom, here's the thing. There's this like, there's this nice little privacy pony wall that basically is right there at oh, elbow height. Oh, you got height. a pony? I don't have the pony. I just have the wall. Oh, okay. I'm the pony okay. sitting down on the toilet on the other side of the wall. And I can set my phone right up there. And then I can, but that's too close. I'm just going to pick it back up and keep using it. You know? Mm. Uh, that's where I put it to, 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 to wrap things up. You know, when I don't, when I need my hands free, sometimes it takes two hands. Well, why don't you get one of those? You should get a little one of those little things that keeps you where you can prop it up, like a holster. So I can, well, like the things we used to sell, the pop socket things. I, have you heard what my resolution is? Oh no, I'm saying if you want to lean into it, but you can watch a whole maybe an episode of Seinfeld while while you're well, that's, sitting there. I could. You shouldn't though. That's not. That's against. That's your kind resolution. of the opposite of what I'm. Okay, so what at. are you going to do with it? I can't put it on the pony wall. Now, I could put it on the sink because that requires standing up and walking three steps or staying in a seated position but waddling five steps and then waddling backwards five steps and sitting and then putting my butt back on the seat. Why don't you just... I think that's far enough that, like, if I develop a habit of whenever I walk into the bathroom, pooping time, I put my phone down by the sink, and then I back up, and then I pull my pants down, and then 
my body knows, my brain knows. Oh, the pants are up. Oh, look down there. Why would you consider? Hey, brains while your pants eyes. were down, waddling to a place. Why would that even be one of the options that you would go through your mind? Why well, is that even something you considered? Because if I'm on the toilet and I and I hate myself for the decision I've oh, made. If you haven't gotten rid of your I've phone, I've got to go. That's how I. That's what I got to do to go get the phone. Is waddle over there. So I, I'm saying. I don't think the phone should enter the bathroom at all. I think there's a holster on the outside of the bathroom. Oh, door. really? Yeah, you know and it, it says no phones allowed. You know what it could be like. You know those hotel rooms that when you go in and when you turn on, there's like a master switch right there. You can't even turn the lights on without putting a phone in a holster. You can't even yes. turn. You have to put your key in a slot before yeah. any of the lights come on. Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. Lots of European hotels are this way. I think that you have to put your phone in a holster before the water comes on. Ooh, this is going to require a plumber. Yeah. Can you make a holster that my phone has to be in in order for the water to turn on in my bathroom? Uh, what? <laughs> Why, man? First um, of all, no. Or I could just talk to a doctor. Can you make a holster that when I put my, f unless I put my phone in it, the poop won't come out of my butt? Yeah, that's not, yeah. I don't think a doctor's going to do that for you. Not the kind of that, that I know. Uh, okay, well, maybe it's just the How lights. about you just put the phone outside of the bathroom? We need some sort of reward. Like, when I put my phone, it, did you experience enough of a reward? Tell me that, because I feel like we need to brainstorm. When you put your phone in the slot, it, like, plays this relaxing, poop-inducing mm. uh, track. I, I mean, so you're or, trying to go for a Pavlovian thing. Like, you want a little biscuit that pops out or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a little biscuit, an audio biscuit. Uh, what's something, An ear biscuit, if you will. Something that makes you, so, something that has a laxative effect. I don't need that. Oh, you're doing okay. Me too. I need more fiber. Okay. It gives you a little dollop of fiber. <laughs> you put your phone in a little slot and a little fiber pill comes out. A little chewable, a gummy. A gummy. Now, I'll go for a gummy because that feels like a treat, but it it's not, like it's a, not a bad gummy. It's a good gummy. Well, why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? Can't you just put some sort of, like, connection between your toilet and the phone that it deactivates? That's a smart toilet. Right. I've got a damn smart toilet. It ain't that I smart. I mean, it's got, it's got jets, it's got fans, it's, it's got heaters. Smart. I have the best. I, that's why I sit on the toilet so long. I have a proposal. There's so many great things about it. But certainly, you could connect the, you could dis, your toilet could disable your phone. I'm going to go a step further, Link, because the thing that not having my phone while pooping twice, and again, you got to remember, I didn't have a phone at all for at least 12 hours. It was, it was a dark time. Okay? Yeah, it's tough, man. I'm glad um, you made it. The thing that really hit me was the late evening hours and the early morning hours. Okay, And so the late evening hours, of course, it was there's no phone in your, in your bed, which I try to not do that, but I'm not super disciplined at like not getting on social media after 7 o'clock. I'll, I'll go through mm. phases where I'm good at that. But because I have to set my alarm, and I like to have my phone next to me on the bedside table in case something goes down. Sure. It's, it, it's my window to the world. You need to talk to me about something. You, my, my mom needs to tell me something. Whatever, right. you know? It's the, it's the way to get in touch with me. And, then it, and because it's my alarm, it's there in the morning. So it's in order to 
it's really a flawed system. And I know you're, if you've already made these choices in your life, you probably see all the, the, the holes that we have yet to fill. The fact that I have to reach and actually touch my phone, the first action that I have to take is to turn my alarm off. I have to touch the screen. The first physical action of my yeah. day is to touch this evil Satan box. Mm-hmm. And, and, you and, love it. And I, so the clear path around that is an alarm clock. What I'm proposing to you, my friend, is to up the ante on your resolution, and I'll join you in this. No phones in the bedroom. Uh uh uh. I don't have a problem. Well, I get it. I don't get on my phone into bed. What? <laughs> I don't. But what I, about? I, I'm better than you in Hold that on. way. But what about? What? Okay. <laughs> I did. I. I. But those. I get so excited about going to sleep. I mean, it's like, ooh, I'm here. Can't wait for my eyes to close. Woo, here it is. When do you? Here it is. I'm going to sleep. Well, you don't look at the phone in the morning. <laughs> Well, it, it the and the alarm is a gentle wake up. That it, I use that that I don't like. Well, yeah. the alarming alarm. But you have. But okay, maybe you don't. And have the, the emergencies. Problem. Maybe you don't have the problem that I do. I have the option of like, oh, like this news. I mean, I don't have any news apps that are currently like giving me updates. But it might be that like. There's a work-related thing or something like, how do I get, so I want to have a way that people can get in touch with me, like break through. Well, that, I mean. No, without I, the phone, without iPhone, the phone at all. iPhone has all that stuff. Well, no, it, I currently don't, like, you can't. It has all I the don't have, like, oh, this crazy news thing is happening. Like, I don't get any notifications about news anymore. But, like, the health, there's, like, this, all, like, the health and well-being stuff, like, all of that's in there, dude. You can use that stuff. But, okay, let's say it's like... Do y'all uh, use any of that? Any of the phone limits? Mm-hmm, yes. So how does it work? Because I'm telling him it's all built in there. You just set the downtime, and then um, there's like a thing where if certain numbers call, it can get through, I think. Right, but does it does it keep you from going on apps like Instagram after a certain amount of time. You can do that. Y- it, yeah, it adds... You can, um, yeah, then you, you can immediately override it if you want to. I've yeah, tried that. Yeah, you can immediately override it. I'm it's, addicted to the phone. It adds an extra step of, oh, you're seeing that it's like, do you really want to click back in? And you have to do an extra click, be like, yes, I'm making this decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's called downtime. During downtime, only apps that you choose to allow and phone calls will be available. Turn on downtime until tomorrow. I have that you scheduled. You can schedule it. I have it scheduled. I do it. But what I'm saying is, is that when I wake up, downtime's over. Maybe I could extend downtime, but still, I might be like, uh, how's that video doing? Or, uh... Let me see your, um, your, your, act. let's compare, uh, oh, okay. oh, hold on now. activity. Oh, don't you... Now, I'm not trying you're to say to, I'm better than you. You're going to try to embarrass me now? You know I'm on the phone more You're on the you. phone so much. I, I'm just saying I, ha- I hate the phone so much that, like, I don't, you know, I've got my issues. I'm, I'm only going to tell you if I've... Uh, um, so if you go to screen time, my daily average... See, all app and website activity. My daily average... It's three hours and 51 minutes. Well. And it was three hours and 35 minutes until I until I showed up here, and all of a sudden it changed to 51. It was. Well, mine this week, 
This week is two hours, 21 minutes, but last week mine was four and a half hours. Okay. See, so there you go. And most of it's gray. What is the gray stuff? Instagram. No? Yeah. Spotify. Spotify is a big one. That's, that, doesn't, that shouldn't count. No, I want to I wanna say every single day, I use a workout app. See, because it says productivity. Yeah, yeah. Productivity it, is, is my number one. So on average, or this morning, See, you're so my, yeah, I've I'm had more fi- than you. 52 minutes of productivity. No, 41 minutes of health and fitness. I don't know. 54 minutes of social. This is a mistake. I'm getting, I'm working kind of bogged down. <laughs> um, Let's forget about it. Let's go back to your thing. You're not going to have your phone in your bedroom, and I'm not going to have it in the bathroom. It's that simple. I want to support you in yeah, that. Yeah, but I want to know. Like, you, you can get excited about a new how fangled. How do I find a way for people to get through to me that's not through my phone? Your wife's phone. No, she needs it. She needs a phone. We need to be off the grid. Off the grid, except for like there's some way that people can break through. There's, surely there's like an alarm clock. An alarm clock that exists that is like Bluetooth connected to your phone and a certain kind of thing, like a call from mom, can get through to the alarm clock and it makes a weird noise. Like it's like your mom saying, Rhett, it's me, your mom. And it's <laughs> and it's for the alarm clock. And then I know, oh, she's calling me, I'm gonna go get my know. phone. Can't this technology exist? This is actually leading very hard into the into my hopes and fears for the for the year. I, I I'm I'm about to venture into just talking about it because it's spilling over. Uh, well, hold your horses. But I, I think just, I should, just, we should, let's we take should, a breath. We should wait. Let's take a breath. Look, you're 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 worked up. I am. I am. Twenty twenty four. Why are you so worked up? Twenty twenty four. We're not even actually in the year yet. Oh man, but you don't understand what's going to happen. That's why. That's why you got to keep it simple, man. That's why I'm trying to get the phone out of my damn room, no, man. But, but, the phone's out. I'm. I am like Listen, inside my bedroom. Just set the downtime. I want to go seventeenth century inside my bedroom. Be self. There's no lights. It's all candles. <laughs> uh, it, you know what I'm saying? Chamber like, pot. Chamber pot. I, I don't even have plumbing. Can I go sixteenth century in my bedroom? Well, yeah. I mean, everything is at the chastity. You're bro. gonna want antibiotics. I'm just gonna go ahead and take. Well, you. okay. Yeah, I mean, I got to figure out where I'm drawing the line here, but I'm saying technologically, I go into that part of my house and it's like I've stepped back in time. That's what I want. Put the phone across the room. It's that simple. And then set up your downtime where it, if you, emergency numbers can break through and then you have to get up and get out of bed and go over there and get it. And, and, that, and I put it in a box that has a series of locks. And that, well, it also has your alarm clock and on like it. A and riddle so you, that I have to solve every night. You have to get it. out of bed to, to deactivate your alarm clock on your phone, which makes you not snooze. I don't, I'm not a snoozer. Okay. You're not, not a snoozer. Snoo- well, okay. I'm not a snoozer. I learned that the hard it's way. It's as simple as that. Okay. It's a holster. You have a holster just on the outside of your bedroom. I have a holster just on the outside of my bathroom. Okay, you're gonna do great. Why are you talking to me like this? I just I'm trying to talk you down a little bit. You're worked up. Mm. You've gone medieval on our ass. Yeah. Well, no, I'm no, literally I've gone like Victorian. Okay, I'm not Rhett. going all the way back to the Listen, 10th man, century or whatever. This is a that good was. idea. This is a good idea. I'm gonna get you. 
a phone slot for your resolution. I, I think I get to set it on a set it on the uh, the dresser across well, the room in in, in on the charger because you still want. I got a new phone coming, by the way. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just saying I got a new one. <laughs> this really goes against everything. I'm gonna be so freaking excited yeah. about this new phone. You know, the latest and greatest. Put, put the charger. Go ahead and when you're in your right frame of mind, take the charger. You got MagSafe? Put the ch yes. Put the charger on the other side of your bedroom. Okay. And then yeah, I'm gonna the decision is made. Yeah, yeah. Because then, y do you want to have a phone the next day? Well, it's got a charge. And I think maybe I get something installed that if I try to bring the phone into the bed, it begins to emit this really high pitched noise that, like, ah! like we like everybody in the whole family has to cover their ears and bleed. They bleed a little bit. Don't, don't punish anybody else for your. I got that from a, lack movie, of a movie I recently watched. <sighs> I feel like Which I recommend. I feel way. like this is plenty of New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't I've got just more like what I've got is sort of like dread slash hope. And I you know what? I'm gonna be lighter. I'm gonna get even lighter mentally. I'm gonna bring you down. In twenty twenty four. And don't wanna do that. I don't want you to bring me down. No, actually I think I might lift you up. I think you might get e equal equally excited and terrified at the same time. All right. Before we get to it. I want I want to share with you the some of the best news of the year for us and hopefully it's good news oh, for this you is too. Exciting. We are going on tour again. The Good Mythical Tour is happening this summer. And let let's read the let's read the dates. We it's Good Mythical Morning the show revamped as a live and interactive stage performance. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, it's, it's freewheeling, it's tailored to each city and location we're going to. Uh, tell them the cities, right? Well, I don't currently have them written down right here on, on this particular ad, and I don't wanna start trying to remember them from, from, uh, from memory. Los Angeles. Okay, that's one of them. Don't start, don't, hey, here's a, what's gonna happen is you're gonna, you're gonna miss one or you're gonna Add one that's not true, and it's only going right, to set gonna, us all up. For we're going to add it in. We're going to edit it in right here because it's that important. But right now, we're just going to say that it's a, if you're a second or third degree member of the Mythical Society, you get access to buy tickets, including VIP tickets, two days early. Those tickets go on sale Wednesday, January 10th at 10 a.m. local time to to wherever you are. Okay, limited number of VIP tickets and total tickets in each place. So. Uh, that's a that's a great way to get the leg up. General sales uh, begin on Friday, uh, January twelfth, at ten a.m. local time. GoodMythicalTour.com to find out where we're going uh, this June, so that you can come see us. Come see us. It's going to be so much fun. We're bringing crew members with us. Do we have the cities? Yes, June and the the end of May. It starts at the end of May. Los and, Angeles. Yes, starts in Los Angeles. Then we go to Nashville, Tennessee, St. Louis, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, Atlanta, Raleigh, D.C., and Philadelphia. Boom. Woo! Woo! That's nine cities. I'm excited. Uh, get in where you fit in. Very excited. Fly to the closest place. It's going to be worth to it. To see. You know, it was great seeing y'all at Mythicon. But you know what? We didn't see enough of y'all at Mythicon because it's just one place. Right. So we want to see more of y'all. Uh, so we're bringing it closer. Good Mythical Tour.
Ear Biscuits is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code EAR. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Jamie, I Indeed. feel so good to hear and so many voicemails um, saying that people have peed in the bed. And so I just wanted to, before you get into your existential mm. future crisis, okay. I just wanted to go on record and say thank you for your voicemails. Um, I am not alone. Yeah. There's a few that stood out, and I'd like to uh, just process those quickly. All right. Let's, Let's hear, hear them. Here we go. Hi, Rhett Link. This is embarrassing that this is my claim to fame, so to speak, but... Um, I'm just listening to the most recent episode about Link wetting the bed, and I had to chime in that I have also experienced adult bedwetting. Um, and like Red, I also was a kid bedwetter, and I also had the mattress cover. And so I know what it feels like. It's not fun. It's shameful. But I grew out of it, and everything has been fine until this fall. I wet the bed twice. The first time, I was dreaming that I was peeing like in a toilet and then woke up and was like, shit, I'm actually peeing. But then like a week later it happened again and I wasn't dreaming. So then I went to the doctor cause I kind of got freaked out. And they basically told me that my body was so stressed that I just slept really hard. Hey guys. So on the topic of adult bedwetting, my father, um, he was probably in his late fifties at the time. He had a, he was having a really intense dream. He had just retired. And he hated his boss, snuck into his boss's office and was going to pee, like, either in his trash can or on his desk. I guess the trash can wouldn't make sense. He was going to, like, pee on his desk, right? And he said that he woke up as he started to do it in the dream because he was starting to pee in real life. Hmm. So... Hey, Rhett and Link. I'm not even done listening to your episode, but I had to call in and tell you about my bedwetting story. So, I was a bedwetter way too late. I think I stopped wetting the bed when I was 10 years old. And to make matters worse, I slept right in between my mom and my dad. Woo. So, I peed on them quite often. But that hasn't happened in a long time. But maybe a year or two ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and my underwear was all wet and I, I peed myself as a fully grown adult. I'm almost 30 years old. 
See, I feel so much better. I don't feel alone. Thank you for the voicemails. I have not peed my bed or anybody else's bed. Are you uh, thinking about it still? Um, you know what? Not really. And I don't when think When you go to your mom's house next time. Yeah, I, it'll come it. back. Don't think about it again. I um and I don't think I was that stressed. I just think I was super hydrated because I'm really good at that. And if it were to keep happening, I'd probably stop drinking so much water before I go to bed. But I, I, honestly, I don't want to let go of that. I don't know how you, like, that's the thing. The fact that you don't have to get up and pee in the middle of the night when you drink a lot of water right before you go to bed. And as you get older as a guy, you're, you know, they say. It's you inevitable. You get to, to a certain age and you have to get up and pee. I wake up in order to drink water in the middle of the night. Like, I would just wake up thirsty, like, and I just reach over and grab my water and I just keep drinking. I mean, that's gonna have to be altered. Um, yeah, you're not gonna be able to but take the sustain. I'm not going to the doctor. Of course I'm stressed, but I don't think that's what it was. I think it was just- It was um, a one-off. It was a one-off. Unless it happens again. Yep, and then I'll have and to we revisit have a, it. We have a pattern. I don't have a boss or former boss that I wanna pee on, because I don't have a boss. Pretty great. Right. <laughs> you know, so I don't have anybody that I wanna pee on in that way. Well, what way do you want to pee on somebody? Oh, it's not, I didn't mean to imply. <laughs> I, I mean. I haven't tried that. No, I I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm, listen, nothing against you if you're into it, but I haven't tried it. Yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like more of the pristine shower. Maybe my 17th century bathroom without plumbing. We'll try, <laughs> right. we'll try that. We got no phones in there. We got to start mixing it up a little bit. Have you peed on yourself? For fun? No, no. I'm going back to the original <laughs> question. Since we last talked about it, no, I mean, no, no, no. I just don't want you to fly under the radar here. The moment you pee, oh, I'll let on you yourself, know. You Trust better me. let me know. I would have let because you didn't been. last time. Um, you didn't. Yeah, I don't think that that was. I don't think that. I think that happened when we were not making so many episodes about personal things. Okay. Are I'm you? I'm happy to tell you about it. And you, you know, with people happens. calling, it makes me think if. If you want to commiserate about the use of the phone on the toilet, or if you have an answer, if you've cracked the code on Rhett's problem in the bed or mine on the toilet, yeah, call us, 1-888-EARPOD1. Are you asking for me to hold you accountable to that resolution? Resolution. Uh, yeah. I'm asking you to ask me about it. You're not gonna, you're not gonna take it to the bathroom? And I'm gonna put it across the room mm -hmm. in the bedroom. There you go. Which also means I'm not gonna have it on the. So I'm doing your resolution plus. Oh yeah, yep. You're outdoing me yep. if you can achieve it. What are you gonna do downstairs when you got to take a little poopy downstairs? I just I I put it away, or I did I just want I'll I simply won't pull it out of my pocket. <sighs> Good luck I will be that. an adult. It's just gonna be sitting there in your pants all rolled up at the bottom of the, your feet. <laughs> yeah. Things flashing down there. You're getting little messages. It's a whole world. The whole world is on the other side of that I know, screen. Down there at my ankle. Which brings me to my hopes and fears, Link. Um, now, I want to talk about this precisely because I know that there is a large swath of people who don't want to hear about it. So I'm actually talking about that phenomenon. If you're just like, oh no, he's gonna start talking about AI. It sounds I'm, like you're gonna lecture him. And I'm, and I'm, ready to, him I'm not lecturing anybody. Um, I think I just breathed in a hair. 
went right down. Well, you, I mean, you also, like, uh, you breathe in uh, 2.3 spiders a year too, so don't worry about it. Um, I just kind of want to take stock of where we're at because with just where technology is going right now and what may be about to happen this year and what I think. We're, we're, yeah, we're opening kind, up. What kind of started. We're talking about the AI box again. You're opening it up. Yeah, but I want to, I know I talked about it a little bit. You don't want people to tune bit. out. Right. I, precisely. If, now, if you're the kind of person who's like, you're into this and you're thinking about it, then I don't have to tell you to stick around. Sure. But if you're the kind of person who's like, I don't want to think about it, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to hear anyone talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to go get on the toilet right now. Just don't check out because this is actually about that. That's, that's precisely the conversation I want to have. Because let me just tell you, okay. I don't want to talk about it either. And I don't want to think about it. And... I'll also premise all of this with saying, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a good source for any of this. So I'm not like talking about this in a way to inform you because- Don't say that. I don't there, think you should say that. There's so many people who could inform you in an informed way. I'm just talking about it as a fellow citizen who is navigating the technological shift that has begun and will continue. And it's just- commiserating, but also a little hopeful. Just just go for it. Uh, but I just wanted people to know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I know about this, or I know about that, because I really, it's the lack of what I know about it is actually the thing that scares me the most. So the way that 2023 unfolded for me, and a lot of you, I assume, is that it was the first time you had ever really seriously thought about artificial intelligence beyond just like hearing somebody talk about it in a video here or there, right? Because there was this new product of chat GPT that some people in your family or like that one dude that you know, like started using it, right? And would be like, oh, I'm using it for this and I'm using it for that and I'm using it for this. And you were like, Maybe I'll go and check it out, or maybe I'll watch a little video about it, or maybe you're like, I'm not interested. I don't want anything to do with this. And then it kind of seems like, from your perspective, people kind of quit talking about it as much, right? Because you, because you stepped out of the conversation, and you're kind of like, I maybe that's nothing's going to happen with that. Maybe nothing. Maybe it's not really a thing. Maybe maybe it's just a thing that people talked about, and then we're going to kind of go back to normal. Okay. Right. Um. That is not what is happening, guys. <laughs> that is not what is happening. The shift that we are on the precipice of experiencing as a culture, as a species, species, is more significant than any shift we have ever experienced. Ever experienced. Bigger than the internet? Bigger than the internet, bigger than the industrial revolution, bigger than agriculture pterodactyls or maybe as big as like civilization maybe as big okay. as like agriculture printing like, press we're talking about like the major shifts in the history of humanity and internet we're I in mean, a we're in a crazy time because like we one. live through like the information age and like the internet and now we're like living through the beginning of what artificial intelligence is going, how it's going to change us. And like, again, I'm not going to get into like, well, this is going to happen and this is going to happen and like general intelligence and all this stuff. Because yes, there is there's this potential potentiality that will happen, which artificial general intelligence will happen sooner than anyone is expecting. And at that point, all bets are off where this is going. We have absolutely no idea. I'm not talking about that scenario. 
of like either the the world is going to become a utopia or the world we're all going to die. Like those are basically the only two options if general intelligence happens. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the continuation of what has started with ChatGPT. Now, I showed you, or you, you, I told you about it, and then you watched it. And if you haven't watched it, I think it's important that you do watch it to kind of just begin to grasp a little bit about what might, just the capabilities. If you watch that Google Gemini presentation. They basically launched their own AI product built from the ground up in a, that was built in a different way than ChatGPT called that it was multimodal um, in how like it could use audio, it could use text input, it could use video or picture input, it can use different types of input and it's all with in this robust system from the ground up that chat GPT well, chat GPT started out as yeah. started out as just you now can like text. Like Dolly is like you know image generator is kind of built into Chat GPT and you can't upload pictures and that and now and that kind of thing. But it but the presentation but it's a, but it's a completely parallel product to Chat GPT. It's not something that like was built and then branched off. Is was yeah. my impression. Oh yeah, it's a completely di- yeah the, the the team working on it. At Google is a completely different team, and they basically leapfrogged uh, ChatGPT in a number of different important like measurements or whatever, right? But here's the thing: there's a point at which, like, if you think about the internet, there's a there was the there was the the, the conversation where people like our friend Mike understood the internet and maybe even used the internet way before all of us understood the internet, right? And what ends up happening is the way that technology gets introduced to the average person, the consumer, is when the interface becomes simplistic enough so that you can incorporate it into your everyday life, right? So you had people who were using computers back in the 60s, right? And they were like taking pieces of paper that had dots on them and they were like putting the thing. No no normal person understood what the hell that was and how that worked, right? But it wasn't until all of a sudden these machines showed up with a screen and there was like a full file folder, all this stuff that isn't anything. It's just an interface for you to be able to under, to interact with the computer and to use the power of the computer to your advantage as a normal person. Right? A GUI. And so right now we're at this place where like for the past few years and kind of moving, it's it, 2023 was the beginning of like more quote-unquote, normal people who aren't, like, computer experts beginning to use chat GPT or AI on a more regular basis, and also AI being incorporated into all these things that you're already using. Yeah, like talented high school essayists. <laughs> exactly. So, chat, so Jim and I, um, and again, this is not, I, I'm, there's, if you want to understand it, listen to somebody else. So I'm not, you know, it's like I don't understand it. I'm just this consumer who doesn't understand how any of it works, who's just seeing the technology being demonstrated, and it's beginning to dawn on me how much my existence is about to change. And so, if you watch that Gemini presentation, you'll see essentially they're kind of showing this webcam things. They're drawing on it. They're showing it different things. And they're interacting and asking it questions, and it's answering and making observations. And essentially, we are very, very quickly getting to the point where every single person has access to 
the smartest person in the world. I'm going to just try to make an analogy here, right? So, like, how would your life change if everywhere you went, someone tagged along with you, and it was the smartest person who ever lived, and they were just with you all the time? Well, they, I, they had access to every single piece of information that had ever existed, and they could... Uh, they could quantify anything. They could explain anything. They could help you understand anything. They could show you how to make a recipe. They could constantly offer input into every single thing that you experience in life, and they are with you at all times. And you might say, one might say, well, isn't that just like having access to the internet? Like what we talked about, like having the phone in the palm of your hand, you have access to all this information. But no. it's different. It's it's actually like having a person tag along with you who then has access to everything on the internet in a way that they can uh, synthesize it. Right, because the thing is, is that, yes, there are, a people, there are people who know how to use the tools of the internet in a really sophisticated way, but that's not, that's not most people. Most people are like, uh, I know how to Google something. I know how to ask the internet a question. I know how to get directions for something. I might be able to pull up a recipe. Right. But you're, there's so many steps that are happening between you having that thought and then you going and inputting this information in that all those steps and that interface is changing so quickly that you know how you, like, we are talking about pooping earlier, pooping without a phone. Yeah, we were. And then pooping with a phone and, like, how that experience <laughs> is different. And if you were to show yourself from 20 years ago, you sitting there shitting and looking at this little TV, you would have been like, what the hell, Star Trek? Right. Like, that is, we're about to, to move well beyond that because, well, th well th 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 there's a video that I watched uh, that kind of explains, like, the new internet and generative AI, which is essentially that like, and you can kind of see this in the Gemini presentation, right? Where the guy is trying to get the, trying to get Gemini to help him plan a birthday party for his daughter. Mm -hmm. And the way that the computer decides to generate these ideas is by creating a website, essentially, like generating this interface. And after it, asking him a series of questions, yeah, you tell you tell it what your daughter likes and like what she's into, and then it gives you some options, and then you kind of pick one of those options, and then it iterates on that, and then it tells you these are some cupcakes you can make, and we're in in not too distant uh, the future. You'll that smartest person in the world will not just be on an interface that you hear and see. Like that's the next stage is like. You know, everybody's concerned. Like, it's funny how we make so much fun of those Ray-Bans, those meta Ray-Bans, and everybody's like, oh, this is crazy. This is this violation of privacy because, like, you could be filming. Like, people are thinking about it on ju just the tip of the iceberg right now. But the fact is, is that we're all going to have some kind of observational interface that is take that that is on us because that's going to be the observational interface for the smartest person in the room that is always with you like if you're sitting down to make a recipe it's going to look down and see what you're doing and tell you when like in right, that like same thing omelet. it's like when do i turn the omelet over now and i think that there's you know again we 
in some senses, this is like Katie Couric and Brian Gump, Bryant Gumbel talking about the internet in that famous clip where they had no idea what the internet was. And that's what me talking about this is going to look like in the future. But that's why I'm not saying much because you look stupid. I I'm just it's all beginning to kind of register with me. Like we were at our friend Lou's house and he had those meta glasses and like we put them on and like we recorded an interaction and then. Uh, he played it back audio-wise, and it has the spatial audio that only the person wearing the glasses is hearing. So, like, he was over here, and Link was over here, and when they recorded this thing, and then I put him back on and played it back, and Link was over here, and he was over here. It was like it recreated that moment, and I was like, all I need is some sort of little AR slash VR interface that's built into this to fully recreate the visual experience along with the audio experience. And it's just all beginning to stack up really, really quickly, and all these companies right. are competing. And I and I'm also watching these experts talk about it, and talking about how, yes, we're all talking about safeguards and slowing it down and making sure that it doesn't destroy us and all this. And those are the great intentions behind all that. But it seems to me that the people who really know what they're talking about in a way that I can't even really comprehend because they're way smarter than me, are saying that. We really can't do anything to stop it at this point. We, the it, Pandora's box has been opened, and the only thing controlling the outcome is the laws of physics. Okay, it's not our intentions of what we will do with this. And I'm just having a little bit of a difficult time accepting that, and processing that, and living with that because. Things are about to change so and, and there's another there's a, it's happening in so many different areas but like one fascinating thing in the area of medicine right so DeepMind has been working on AlphaFold which is essentially AI as it applies to uh, analyzing organic structures so protein folding is basically how everything organic is made right and I don't they're very far along on this process and I don't know how. They're very close to essentially being able to simulate any organic process, to basically simulate any body, like to create an exact model of me in a, in a digital world where then all it takes is enough computing power and enough information, and we can get to a place where we know every single thing about the way the body works physically and the way that any chemical would interact with it. And so you can begin to understand the applications for medicine and you can be like, well, if you give this stuff enough information and it gets sophisticated enough, even without assuming sort of general intelligence, it'll be able to cure any disease. It'll be able to solve any problem. If we're like, well, what do we do about climate change? Like, what do we actually do? Like, what kind of technology can be developed? Material science, like... You know, there was that recent breakthrough. We thought we had that breakthrough this year where they had created the superconducting metal in Korea and everybody was like, this changes everything and we're going to have unlimited energy and all this stuff. Didn't Pe work. And it was like, well, maybe it was an accident. Maybe it wasn't really created in that way. These computers are going to be able to very quickly in a, in a simulation create all kinds of materials that then can be applied to the real world. So you could take a million of the smartest scientists who ever lived and be like, develop all these materials and we're gonna give you a million years to develop these things. What could they come up with with unlimited resources? Well, if you could simulate that process inside of a computer with enough computing power, 
all those problems can be, you see where all this is going? Right, I don't know the, when we're going to get there, but well, like the that's the thing that's about, that's the thing that's beginning to happen. The accelerating nature of it all is. And we just, we're just not, we have, we're not ready. Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of Superfeet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Superfeet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, Superfeet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our, mm -hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Yes. Pets so that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Over this next year, it is gonna, the, the, the people who seem to know are saying that it's gonna, this is gonna be the year. It's gonna be dramatic changes. Well, it's, my understanding is that it's the year where the progress in these models and these systems like passes a, a threshold. Now, first of all, that threshold could legitimately be like self-enhancing general intelligence, um, which at that point, when anybody starts talking about that, I just, I don't understand. Like at that point, I just, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with all the things that could happen at that point because there's this self-modifying ability for a model to create a better model of itself, to create a better model of itself, you know, very, very quickly. And then all these questions of like, what do you, again, people are saying you can't really, you can't really stop it. I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson says you just unplug the computer, but my understanding is it's not that simple. Well, I think, you know, I started to think of it interpersonally and how we were talking about it the other day in terms of 
the AI's ability to emulate relational dynamics. Like you can very easily imagine having an AI in your ear and having a conversation with somebody and it's listening and saying, okay, my objective is I'm on a first date and I want to win this person over and I want to learn things about them and I also want to take my tendencies into account and my flaws and the way that I interact with people. These are some things that I've observed about myself. Maybe the AI has been in all of my therapy sessions for the past year. And now, can you apply everything you know about me and everything in my ear while I'm on this date or while I'm given this, uh, while I'm in this board meeting or doing whatever I'm doing? And then, so it's just like I'm having this interpersonal interaction. Let's say it's romantic. And then you're being fed. It's like having an earpiece. Like Ellen DeGeneres is telling you what to say. But this, per- and the advice is like great. Because it's processed everything about you and remembering, I mean, the therapy part of it just started to get to me because I'm like, well, first of all, well, let me finish my first thought. And then, so you're talking to that person and then all of a sudden they also have it. And then we were talking about the, the comedic example of, well, my AI is telling me, oh yeah, it's... It, it was her birthday, so you need to ask her about that. And you need to, you should apologize for not getting a gift, even though I told you to get one. And then she's like, well, you know, he's apologizing. The AI is telling her. And then the AI, maybe the AI is connected. And it's just like, so the whole conversation becomes, are you saying, are you speaking your mind? Or are you speaking the AI's mind? Because I'm just speaking the AI's mind trying to get my way And here. what I'm saying is that in a generation, there will not be a distinction. Is my guess right? And we have to figure out but, but how. So, but to like, let's break that because it might have been that my example might have been hard to follow. So let's, right now, here this is the way things might work, right? You might have, and and I know I've got people who do this because there are okay. the The simple version of this is like there's a reminder on your phone to text someone when it's their birthday, right? Yeah. A lot of people already have that. Well, the next step is you have a reminder on, not a reminder on your Just phone. An automated. You have an automated text that is sent to someone on their birthday. Well, think about they on their side, they have an automatic reply <clears throat> to you sending an automatic birthday wish to them, right? <laughs> right. Fast forward to the future a little bit so that you essentially have a proxy that can communicate your desires. Right now, it just might be like you send a good, you know, you get an email and Google reads the email and it gives you three auto responses that you can just click on, right? Because it's reading the email. It knows what it says. And if you give the the computers access to every email that you've ever sent, everything that you've ever said, everything that you are saying because it's all being recorded. Again, I'm not saying, yes, I'm pushing all the privacy things aside because Yes, that's going to slow things down, but I'm saying it's a very small hurdle that culturally we will end up just probably passing over. So you can see how this gets to a place where, okay, I've got a proxy of myself that is based on all everything that's true about me, and it's really, really smart, and you could have a conversation, a text conversation, even a phone conversation with that proxy of me, and it would be like 99.9% accurate to how I would interact with you. So yeah. now my proxy is interacting with your proxy, and maybe we are conducting, a, our proxies are conducting a relationship, and 
your proxy caught up with my proxy and knows everything that I did last year and kind of is like, and it wasn't a conversation. It was just an ex instant exchange of information. But now we come back to the organic brains of me finally getting together with my friend. And it all started with uh, just a birthday text. But now our proxies that have access to all our information have exchanged all this information. And then right before we meet, our proxies communicate everything that we need to know in order to be ready to have the real interaction. It's just like, well. Uh, That's why you better be in my ear because I ain't going to remember it all. Yeah, and just then, tell me it right when I need it. And so then you're like, well, that's not a real relationship. Well, that's kind of like saying you use the calculator. That's not real math. <laughs> you know, like if you didn't calculate the tip without the calculator, it's not real. I know it's a little bit different because it wasn't the actual conducting of the relationship. But I'm saying that that's probably the slippery slope that we will get to. And, and the dating example is like, okay, if this girl that I'm interested in has opted into the system so that her information is in the system and her proxy exists. So now I can put on my little VR headset, which is probably just an AR slash VR thing that's built into a regular pair of glasses that I wear every day. And I can be like, tonight I wanna go on a date with Laura that I'm gonna be going out on a date with on Friday. Or you know what, I'm gonna start oh, two weeks ahead of time and every single night I'm gonna go out on a date with Laura's proxy. And I, the, her proxy is completely representative of exactly who she is. And so by the time the real date rolls around, and by the way, she's been doing the same thing with my proxy. Yeah. And so we have the well, one date. Well, one of you is going to decide it ain't worth it. Right. And I might You've decide. You've already had it. I don't want. And then, or talk, <laughs> you, you think that looking at someone's dating profile and swiping left or right is how you're going to be making a decision? No. You're going to have a three-dimensional audio-visual experience with this person to decide whether or not you want to go on an actual... You're going to go on a fake date with somebody before you go on a real date with them. I think you'll eventually... This isn't Star no, Trek. This is like 10 years from now. You'll <laughs> just be told. Yep. Oh, exactly. She, she's the one. Trust right. me. So Trust you, me. But So you Trust see how quickly me. all this stuff starts happening and like how quickly it, it begins... And by the way, she's not real. It begins to make things seem absolutely meaningless because I assume, if you're like me and, I, and Link, I'm assuming here, you start hearing about this and it creeps you the fuck out, right? You're like, I don't want to live in a world where that's the case. So what I'm saying is, is that if we're not going to live in that world, there's good, well, probably what's going to happen is because it's an option and some people can do it, some people will do it. Sure. And we'll probably have two classes, right? Or two like types of people. We'll have the people who are tapped in and the people who are tapped out. And the people who are tapped out are going to be like, I live off the grid. I I've I don't even have a phone. I we we use wood for our fires or whatever. I think they would, and would then still be, they would still just be using the internet and stuff. I don't like know. A, they'd be using a simulation. Of what the internet was, and what they don't know is that it's all being run by the everybody who's in. And then the, just the AI. If you go another few years further into the future, beyond these proxies, and now they really begin to perfect the interface between these digital systems and the physical world. So basically, being able to take this incredible, the smartest person's brain in the world, and put it into a robot that actually has dexterity and has the ability to interact with the with the world in a meaningful way. And now you've got it. Literally, is a robot that's in your house or that follows you around. And so when you say, 
I plan my daughter's birthday. Don't just plan my daughter's birthday. Make everything for my daughter's birthday. Buy the gifts, make the cupcakes, 3D print the cupcakes. So when we show up on Saturday, you've just done everything for us. And we didn't even have to tell you anything because you've been listening this whole time and you already made the decision about what she would like anyway. You're, you're better at it than me. Now, this obviously begins to remove the human experience from life because, well, I want to know what my daughter wants and I want to be able to, well, we want to make the cupcakes because making the cupcakes is fun. I'm not saying this is good or great or better. I'm, it's probably definitively worse, but I'm just saying this is the inevitable place that the technology could lead because all of this stuff is becoming possible. To have this thing that is observing the world, interacting with the world in an, in an intelligent way that is more intelligent than you, like you're still laughing at the funny pictures and the fact that it makes a AI image with two ar three arms or something like that. Like that's going, that's moving, we're moving beyond that so quickly. And like I, I even the way that we do it on GMM when we do the AI generated episodes, it's like and we're kind of making fun of the fact that it's so bad at understanding what's going on with this. That's just a very, that's, that's a function of time before, okay, predict the next year of Good Mythical Morning episodes. And it will actually do a really good job of doing of doing it. And it won't do it in a stupid, like uninformed way. It'll do it in a perfectly informed way. How in are you to this? And let me ask it this way. It going back to the phone in the bedroom resolution, are you would you be willing to say, AI that I have a relationship with, are you I want you to hold me accountable to this? And Help me, help me achieve the better version of myself by not using my phone when I'm going to bed at night and when I'm pooping. If I follow the pattern that I've already followed thus far, it's... You know, you're already asking for it. Use the technology to my own benefit. And like you said, if I've trained the AI for it to actually be to my benefit... And I asked the AI, hey, could you plan my birthday party? Or could, could I go on a date with uh, fake Laura tonight because I'm going on a date with her on Friday? If it's actually programmed to my benefit as a human that is still just this biological thing that's just based on all these years of evolution, if it's smart and has my best interest in mind, it'll be like, you know what? I don't think you should do a fake date because that's gonna take the joy out of the discovery and the spontaneity that you will experience with just going on a date with Laura. Because here's the thing, you're not a machine, you're a man. And uh, you can only, you need to operate within the limitations of your existing physical architecture and your brain and what it actually is. And it's I, not great to enhance the experience in all these ways. And enough but here's what we can do, we can make sure that you don't get cancer <laughs> right. Enough people will do that that it'll be it'll be something that we'll be comfortable with. Well, but see that's assuming and this is the sort of the, the last piece that is kind of the part that's kind of broken my brain as I've been watching some of these guys talk about it. Um I've just always had this assumption that we're going to be able to control it. Like like we can decide because we made it that it's like your kids. Like we can make a decision that we only want it to be for our benefit and we only want it to do things that are good for people. And again, 
a lot of people are saying, and this is a debate that I can't even participate in because I'm I'm not smart enough to understand how to have a have a perspective. I'm just explaining what's being said. There's a lot of people who are saying, first of all, uh, it's a hopeless thing to try to control it. Like you're not gonna be able to control it. Like the moment that we have this intersection of the physical and the digital, and that and those brains are super intelligent. There's, you're not, you're just gonna have to hope that they decide that humans are worth protecting, uh, but they're not really gonna have any like sense of gratitude because they're not people, right? There's gonna be like, they're gonna, again, that's where it goes back to this like, the laws of physics are the things that will, will drive all of it. So I, I don't even know what that will look like. Um, but the analogy is like, okay, we developed this incredible technology that is about to be able to do things that we can't even really imagine and we can't even really envision how we will interact with them. Like the little childish examples that we've given in this podcast so far are just that childish, uninformed, just two guys who are just making things up. We don't know what it's going to actually be like. It's just our best guess to do something, right? Um the idea that we're going to be able to use it in all these different ways and, and make it work for our benefit is like you have a child and you just expect that child is going to be your child and do your bidding for the rest of your life when the right thing to do as a parent is to be like, well, you raise it up and then you let it go off and do its, do its own thing. That's what being a great parent is. And so there's a, there's a movement within this um, within these, these experts this, that are saying, that listen, the the right thing to do is to like, we've created it, we got to this inevitable intersection of techno technological advancement, and now it, we give, we pass the baton of control off to this thing that we created. And because that's what a good parent would do. Obviously not a perfect analogy, very dystopian, very scary, but I think the argument that's being made is, guys, it's kind of inevitable because you can continue to try to control it, but how well does it go when you try to control your adult kids? How well does that go? How well, how, how well does trying to control your college-age kids go? Get them to do what you want. I'm not going to answer that. And so what are we up against? I don't know. And again, this idea of... Sounds like fun. Yeah, let's get well, hope back in. Well, the hopeful thing is that like, Everything that you don't want to do and everything that you don't want to put any effort into or any brain power into, you're not going to have to, and you're going to be left with uh, just like an existence of human interaction and expression, like, like uh, a civilization that is designed exclusively for human flourishing and has every tool that it could possibly ever need in order to guarantee that that would be the hopeful that would be the hopeful outcome so like no disease and uh optimized health and relationships and activities and like not not bullshit happiness not because we know the stuff that makes people happy right like money doesn't make people right. happy getting to do all the stuff that you want to do doesn't make you happy but like meaning purpose relationships these are the things that make you happy. And if that's true and the machines can help with that, 
then they can bring about those outcomes. They can help us bring about those outcomes. But I think, of course, point, there's a lot of ways that it could veer off and go very, very bad. For me, it's not about being hopeful or pessimistic, but being curious and engaged. I think that's the best I can do. Is that like if I'm not curious and engaged at any level, then I'm just I'm checking out, and I don't think that I don't want to be that person. So I, I have this uh, instinct to just say, oh, this is complicated, and this is a bunch of conjecture, and I don't have any control over it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but even though that may be true, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact my life, so I want to not only be informed but be curious. I mean, it, it's also an exciting time to be alive to say there's so much changing so quickly that we can actually see it you know it's not like watching a time lapse it's like wow that's how a flower develops so i'm trying to adopt some of that curiosity to stay engaged um you know keeping keeping my brain pliable that's that's the best i can do but not on the toilet not on the toilet. Not happening on the toilet. So that's that's where I leave you. Um, I'll leave you with my wreck. Oh, it's your wreck. Ha! <laughs> but I have to. I have to. I have no, to make can, this. Can, I have to make wreck. this wreck. You can wreck. Just because if you want to hear hear, there's first of all, there's lots of people talking about this on the internet who actually know what they're talking about. I strongly encourage you if you're interested to move beyond a couple of. Uh, Hey, hey. Internet just, boys. No, don't draw me into this. Um, what is your wreck? Uh, there's a guy, David Shapiro, who he's a professor I, somewhere. I don't know. I think he's a professor. Um, but he uh, he just kind of like, he's kind of taken off in the past year because, in, in I mean, it's uh, it's got a couple hundred thousand subscribers, I guess, but it's pretty dry in terms of just like, okay, I'm going to just be here in the bottom it's of the corner. It's his name on I, YouTube? Yeah, if you just search David Shapiro, and then he'll come up, and he's got like a—he looks like uh, Picard. He's got like a Star Trek thing. Um, he'll kind of like if you want to sit down and like watch somebody essentially go through a forty-five-minute PowerPoint presentation on different aspects of this. It's a way to stay. Again, this is for the people who are actually like this kind of information is a fun thing to learn about, right? I'll just like put it on while I'm working out, just to kind of be like, all right, I'm going to see how much of this I can understand, and I get a certain percentage of it. Uh, but he's got a really interesting perspective in some of those analogies about like the the the, the letting the kids go and do their own thing. I, it got from him, um, but I think that it, he can, there's very practical things like. I think the most practical concern for most people is what's this going to do to the economy and like how many jobs are going to get replaced, right? Like we didn't even talk about that, but we could very, very quickly, it makes a whole lot of sense, something people can understand, have a lot of jobs that are not needed anymore. And we are currently set up in a system where if 30 to 40% of people are not working we have societal collapse. Like we, we can't have a society that works Come on, like let's that. Let's keep it positive. We're wrapping things up. Um, and so he can kind of help you understand like, well, that may not happen because of, of this or like here's some things that we can think about. But yeah, I think your point of like not just kind of just sitting there letting it happen to you, but actually being as informed as you can about it, having like an opinion because 
Here's the one thing. Not I, as informed as I can. Here's the one. Curious. Here, uh, and uh, engaged. I have to say this because it really, it really hit me hard. I was uh, watching one of his videos, and I spent this time kind of like, again, like this, co- this combination of like terror and excitement, which is the only way I can describe. It's like being on every roller coaster. It's like being on a roller coaster, right? Um, except you might die. <laughs> and, and so I'll be watching these videos, and I'm like, my mind is being blown. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to look at some of the, uh, I don't know why I even put myself through this. I'm going to look at some of the highlights from the Republican presidential debate, right? Like somebody's analysis of it. And, uh, and then I like saw like five minutes of these people talking back and forth to each other. And I was like, it's so ironic to like be thinking about a potentially super intelligent AI or even just a pretty smart one that can answer all these questions and then turn to the system of government that we have where these people are arguing with each other so one of them can be in charge of all of us. And it just seems crazy that I can just turn to chat GPT right now and get a more informed opinion about more things than any of these people could come up with on on their own, right? And like something, these two lines do not meet. This idea that we can just have this, the point I'm making is that the people don't have the shit figured out, man. And like you think about the people who are actually leading us, like you think about Congress. Do you see whenever they start asking questions about Facebook, do you see how uninformed they seem? Think about them yeah. trying to figure this shit out and come up with legislation that somehow serves as a guide. Like we are in for it. Like I, something crazy is going to happen. I well, I don't know if it's good or bad, but Something crazy is about to happen. Okay. I don't disagree. Uh, hey, man. Just put your phone down. Get in the bed. Put your phone over there. Get in the bed. Just take David a little, Shapiro, anyway. Take a bed. little night-night. Watch on his It's night-night time, Rhett. It's time for you to take a little... Maybe this is why I've been waking up at 4 a.m. every single night. Maybe so, dude. Yep. For the past, like, month. Coated in pee. Like, wake up and like... <laughs> I'm fully awake. Well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, gosh. We'll talk at you next week. Uh, (laughs) Yep, yep. Hashtag Ear Biscuits. Be a part of the conversation. You can always call us. 1-888-EARPOD1. Hey, Rhett and Link. My name is Macy, and I'm from Southern California. I'm just now listening to your top 10 moments of 2023. And as of today, I wanted to share mine. I just delivered a baby. I wasn't pregnant. I, uh, I just work on an ambulance, and I work 911 calls. And it was amazing. It was life-altering. And anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And hopefully you'll hear this. Anyways, bye. Love you.